Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. I want to talk for the next few moments about the subject, don't stop looking. We just tell a few people around you, just tell them, don't stop looking, don't stop looking, don't stop looking. I'm not going to preach long, but I don't want to tell you, don't stop looking. You may be seated. All right. For the last, uh, for the last few um, um, weeks and last few months, we've been leading up to resurrection and to this particular time and to this particular moment. I have a confession, um, and I'm not going to be before you long, but I have a confession. I lose things, um, and often I lose my AirPods. Hey, Shaylon, I lose my AirPods. Uh, maybe I'm the only person who does it, lose my AirPods. Um, matter of fact, I lost them yesterday. Um, I was at um, Lex Live with Miles, who just turned 14 on Friday, blessed Jesus, and um, we were there, and I... I, that's the last time I remember seeing them, but I came home and I was looking everywhere for my AirPods. And um, what I've learned about when I lose things, no one is concerned about what I lost but me. I'm frustrated about it, but no one is as frustrated as I am because it was something that was mine. And as I look for my AirPods, like, everybody seen them? Anybody seen them? They're just like, you lost them again? I don't know if you've lost things again. And the people around you don't care about it as much as you do because it wasn't their joy. And it wasn't their peace. And it wasn't their sustainability of mind. But I've walked around looking for my AirPods. And today, uh, even though these were in my notes before I lost my AirPods yesterday, I still have not found them. But oftentimes in my, we have a device on iPhones. Those of you who are part of the, uh, the blessed community of the iPhone, you, those of you, a, a few remnant of people still left in this last and dying world. But those of us who are part of the iPhone community, there's something called Find My Device. And usually under find my device, it helps me to get in the vicinity of where I've lost my particular device. And it will beep sometimes to lead me in the direction. But what happens when um, your, your device is too far to hear the beep? What happens when you're wanting to find something but you can't hear the beep because it's too far away to be connected to the sound? Um, there have been many of us for the last few years who have gone through a stage of grieving where we have lost loved ones and we have lost uh, what we call normalcy. And what I have learned is the first thing that we miss about when we lose someone is their voice. Um, we often say, if I could hear their voice one more time, if I could just hear their voice. And some of us say voicemail so we can hear it. And a lot of times we have lost ourselves in the midst of this last year. Um, we have lost some friends. And some of us have said things like, this pandemic has revealed more things than I want it to be revealed in this season. And it has shown me things about people and situations that I did not care to understand or to know. And many of us are in a situation where we are searching 
searching for ourselves again. Many of you came to church not because it's Resurrection Sunday, but because you're searching. Uh, you got tired of being at home and you are searching and I need something again. And I get anybody in the room who's saying that's where I am and that's, that's the place where I'm at. That, that I thank God for the shout. I thank God for the moment, but I'm searching for a word. I need something that's going to calm my storm. I need something because I can't find my device. I can't find what's been in my ear because it's too far for me to hear the sound. These women in this text, they were coming to the tomb. And when they were coming, and uh, there, there was a whole type of diaspora that was going on. Diaspora means that there was a scattering. There were, the people were scattered everywhere uh, because Jesus had been crucified. And he had been laid in the tomb of Joseph Arimathea. And he had laid in the tomb. And, and while he was there, uh, all these different things were going on. And all this type of grief because they had heard that Jesus was, oh, he said that he was the king or the soon coming king. King. And they said, well, if he was the king, then how did he die? And, and they're all scattered and they're all going through different types of things and they're searching for their place because who they loved is now gone. Uh, when I think about, um, even though I'm going to look for my, uh, my uh, AirPods again after church is over, but when I think about these women uh, who came, and it's so interesting that it was women who came to the tomb because it doesn't say, scripture does not say that men went to the tomb, but it does say that women came to the tomb. And I want to know if there are any women in the room who are looking for something. Are there any women in the tomb who say he can sleep, but I'm going searching and I'm, I'm going looking. Can I get some women in the room to shout out, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. There's some women who rose up. Up early the women went to the tomb I, I want to tell you don't sleep on a woman women went to the tomb and when they went to the tomb I, I, I can think Nathan that when they went to the tomb when they the reason that they were looking is that they were looking my first point is they were looking for comfort in pain sometimes pain will drive you to a tomb sometimes pain would drive you. Uh, they had spices and, 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 and Brandon, some of them say that one of the spices was myrrh, was a part of the, the, the ingredient that was used for the anointing oil, but they were going, uh, they knew that, that Jesus was there, but they wanted to make sure that he smelled good while he was dead, while he was laying there. And, and comfort, where they were looking for comfort in pain. They, some of us make decisions and some of us move because we're looking to anesthetize the pain that we have. And, and there are many of us who have made some decisions in this season that we didn't mean to make, make or we have hooked up with people that we didn't mean to hook up with because we were looking for something to help us deal with our pain and I don't know if there's anybody in the room who's been dealing with pain for the last 12 months or the last 6 days or the last 6 months if you haven't dealt with pain live long enough you'll deal with some type of pain and they came to the tomb because I feel like preaching excuse me they came to the tomb because they were looking for comfort in the midst of their pain and when they got to the tomb it says that then they were alarmed by the greeting that they got from these two men who were arrayed in, in the, who were arrayed in the, their garments were shining. And scripture says that they were angelic beings. And they look at the women and they say, why are you here? They couldn't respond because they were saying, I'm in pain. Pain brought me here. He ever winded up somewhere that you didn't even know how you got there because you've been walking around in so much pain that you don't even know the decisions that you're making? 
Don't even know how you got to where you got, but about it. You were driving and forgot where you were driving to. For you no know, one got in the grocery store and wound up getting stuff you didn't even mean to get because you were walking around in the grocery store in pain or calling somebody and don't even remember why you called them because you're in pain. I don't know who I'm talking to, but there are sometimes you will get somewhere and don't know how you got there because you're in pain. Got there and they said, Why are you here? They couldn't really respond because they. They came, but they couldn't respond as to why they were there. And they said, he's not even here. <laughs> Who you're looking for is not even here. He's risen. How is it that I, I, I was looking for something? They, they came looking for comfort and pain. And when they got there, then they found hope in the midst of sorrow. There are many of you all who some of the reason that you praise is not because of the music. But because you've been in pain so long, you need some hope in the midst of this thing. I got to the tomb. But you got to tell me there's got to be more than dead stuff in my life. There's got to be more than struggle. There's got to be more than heartache. There's got to be more than mass. There's got to be more than this divisiveness. There's got to be more than all these different things that are going on. And in the midst of their pain, they got a word. In the midst of their pain, they, they said, he, they said, who you're looking for is not even here. They got hope in the midst of sorrow. I don't know who I'm ministering to, but I came to tell you, you might have came here one way, but you're going to leave a different way because hope is coming in the midst of your sorrow. Somebody just holler right now. I'm going to get it. I, I'm going to get mine. I don't know who beside me may not get me, but I'm going to get mine because I've been going through too long and I can't leave here depressed. I can't leave here anxiety. I can't leave here like this. I can't leave here mad. I got to get some hope. In the midst of this sorrow. So they got there. The word man said, he said, you're, you're not, you're not, he's not here. He's, he's risen. What, what happened after that? It said, after they said, he said, he's risen. He's not here. Then they went on because sometimes there are many of y'all who, who it's hard to receive a word when you've told yourself so long that nothing can get better. It's hard to receive hope when everything in your life points to despair. It's hard to shout on better when your life has always been bitter. It's not that I don't, it's not that I don't like church. It's the people in it that I have a hard time with. It's not that I don't like the word. I love the word. It's just the people who carry it that I sometimes have a difficult time hearing and receiving from. So they were standing there as a deer in headlights like you're going to give me hope in the midst of the sorrow. And the angel realized that sometimes you can't just drop a word. You got you to keep on stirring it. You got to keep on delivering. He said, don't you remember what he said to you when he was in Galilee? Don't you remember that he already told you this? And in the midst of that, they went from going from comfort and pain to getting hope and sorrow. In the midst of that, he said, don't you remember? They finally then moved on to a reason to go on. Because the scripture says, I don't know if the scripture is on the screen or not, but the scripture says that it says that after he said, don't you remember what he said? The scripture says, it says, and then they remembered. There are some of you who have forgotten what you need to remember. What I mean is, this is not the first storm you've gone through. 
This is not the first time you've gone through hardship. This is not the first time you have gone through lack. And this is not the first time someone has revealed themselves to you. When he said to them, he said, remember what he said to you when he was in Galilee. That Galilee means remember what he said to you before it happened. What that means is there are some of you who you got to remember what God said to you before you went in the storm. The storm is not the time to figure out what to do. The battle is not the time to figure out what to do. In the midst of temptation is not the time to figure out what to do. You've got to have a battle plan before you get in it. Because when you get in it, you'll say, now what, what am I supposed to do now? What in, in elementary school and in middle school, we used to have exit plans. We used to have fire drills. We used to have tornado drills that in the event that it happened, we knew what to do. You would get under a table. You would get away from a window. Some of y'all don't have temptation plans. Some of you don't have trial plans. Some of you don't have test plans. And some of you can't rebuke the devil because he's your friend. But when you got a plan, and when you got a plan, and when you got a strategy, you'll say, now, I know my mama told me about this thing. Big mama told me about this. Y'all thought I wasn't paying attention in prayer, but I know a devil when I see one. I know a demon when I see one. And I've come too far for me to go back now. I, I've come through too much for me to stop now. Is there anybody in the room who said, I've come too far for me to turn back now? We used to say a song. I, I know too much about him for me to doubt him right now. And in the midst of it, it says they remembered the word that he spoke to them. I'm almost finished. They remember the word. They had a reason to go on. I want to give some of y'all before you leave out of here a reason to keep going. This is not the time to give up yet. This is not the time for you to throw in the towel yet. This is not the time for you to say, I'm not coming back to next year around this time. This is not the time. I want to remind you of things and people that have prayed for you. I want to remind you of words that have been spoken over you. I want to remind you of the word that is in you. I want to remind you of the hope that is in you. I want to remind you of the call that you've been trying to run from. I want to remind you that every time you try to smoke it away, can't no smoke move it. Every time you try to drink it away, can't no drink take it away. Every time you try to sex it away, can't no sex take it away. Because before you were formed in your mother's womb, he had already ordained you. He had already called you. And I want you to remember, before you said Dada, before you said Mama, before you said Jesus, he already knew your name. Somebody in the room said he already knew me. And I want to remind you of what he already called you to. I feel like preaching. Come on, Oregon. I want to remind you of what he already called you to be. Somebody said, I remember. I remember. I remember. Come on, Timothy Wright. I'm so glad trouble don't last always. So, almost through, almost ready. So, they had a reason to go on. After that, I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, why is it not on the screen? I have no idea why scripture is not on the screen because you can't have hope if you ain't got no word. And I want to make sure that you don't leave here enamored by images. But I want you to be enamored by the image of God because images will fade. Facebook will fade. It's no Snapchat will fade. But thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. I want you to leave church and they say, I don't need an image. I need the word. I need something 
have to put the word on the screen before I go crazy up in here because they went on and they said and here it is it says they had a reason to go on and what did they do when they found a reason to go on it says they ran back the women ran back to go tell the men they ran back to tell the men John and when they went to the men the men did not believe them now before you judge the men because I do realize I'm outnumbered in this room but before you judge the men there are some of y'all who you hear the word you don't believe it either when something dies in your life when something painful leaves in your life pain has a way of making you deaf and making you not hear what you need to hear so the women went to them the women went and they, they went from comfort and pain uh, they went from having hope and sorrow they went to having a reason to go on and after they heard the word uh, AJ it says they then had to go inform somebody what I'm saying is we used to sing a song Nathan a long time ago I know I know y'all are not as old as I am excuse me I'm sorry but we used to sing we used to sing songs and, and we used to have something in the church called testimony service some of y'all don't know anything about that that would make you nervous but but in the old sanctified church and even in the Baptist church people would get up and I want to say at first to give an honor to God who is the head of my life saints members and friends I want to give God glory for the pastor for the first lady, for the deacon's mothers, and all of those assembled in the household of faith. They will say, I didn't, have, I didn't have a lot to say, but I just want to get up this morning. And I want to thank God for keeping me in my right mind. If you were in the sanctified church, they would say something like this. I want to thank God for being saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and that with a mighty burning fire and then evangelist Carl would say and I do speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance is there anybody in here I feel like preaching I'm sorry y'all y'all gotta take me back to Nicholasville but what I found out is that once they got a word in the midst of their tomb it says they had to go inform somebody else what that means is when I get a word it's too good for me to keep it to myself when I find hope it's too good to keep it to myself even if the people didn't believe they said I'm gonna find somebody who believes I'm gonna keep on testifying until somebody believes there's somebody in this room who was on crack there's somebody in this room who had an abortion there's somebody in this room who you didn't fit in any other church but God led you to a growth point six years ago five years ago four years ago three years ago two years ago one year ago six months ago six days ago today he led me to a church because nobody else wanted me but he wanted me and God led me to a church here and I can't keep it to myself because the more I think about how he didn't leave me like he found me the more I think about how he could have left me where I was but he gave me another chance I got to go tell somebody I know you can't talk to nobody because of your mask but I want you to look at somebody and say 
How you doing? How you doing? What that means is you might not have known me before. You might know me now. You might have knew who I was. But let me reintroduce myself. Let me tell you, I'm the one he came for. I'm the one he looked for. I'm the one he looked for. So the women came to him. And in the midst of that, they had to inform others. And I'm almost through. I got two more points. And I'm going to drop this mic like it's hot. So the last thing is they went. And she went to the men. They didn't believe. But they didn't stop with those who believed. They kept on talking until they found somebody who believed. Some of y'all stopped testifying too fast. Some of y'all stopped shouting too fast. Sometimes you are, in the words of Dr. Thomas Beavers, you are the 67th book of the Bible that somebody's reading. Some of y'all say there's only 66 books in the Bible. I don't understand. You are the only Bible that they will read. And some of y'all are giving up before somebody got to read your story. Some of you are giving up before somebody made a decision based on your life. And I want you to be like the Williams brothers and say, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody well well they got to uh, they couldn't find the men didn't understand I'm sorry Miles Miles don't like this type of church Miles wants me to calm down I'm sorry we got to go to Southland after this church to correct what I do but what happened was they went and they were looking for somebody couldn't find nobody but there was one person Reese and his name was Peter Peter heard the word Peter heard you say he's up you say Jesus is up? The one who I denied is up? It says they didn't stop until they found somebody to verify it. Peter ran from where he was to the tomb. I don't want y'all to miss it. Peter ran from where he was to the tomb some of y'all still missed it just a few days ago Peter ran from Jesus to get away from him but there's something about when you get another chance you'll run from where you are to get back to the one you were trying to run from is there anybody in the room who you've been trying to run from Jesus try to run from him but COVID got you layoffs got you and now you sitting here in church running back to the one that you try to run away from and now you're saying to yourself I wish I had stayed with him the whole time but I'm so glad that he gave me one more chance I want somebody in the room to give him one more chance please put me in E flat come on somebody say I'm glad that he gave me one more chance he gave me one more chance so what happened Peter ran to the tomb he was once running away from Jesus, but now he's running. I'm getting ready to race up. I'm sorry, y'all. I apologize, everybody else. I'll be like Michael Todd next week. But today, I found out that Mario Rafford works just fine. So Peter 
ran to the tomb. And when he ran to the tomb, it said that he didn't stop just at the tomb. But he got to the tomb. And he stooped down. And he looked in. Some of y'all are standing when you need to stoop. Some of y'all don't know what stooping means. It means to get to the point that you humble yourself. To say, I used to walk around prideful. But now that I've gone through what I've gone through, I got to stoop to make sure Jesus is not in. So Peter looked in the tomb. And when he looked in the tomb, it says that he looked in there, Deshaun. And when he looked in there, he did not see the body of Jesus. But what he found was better than the body of Jesus. I'm going to have a hard time Brandon getting through this. So we might have to do a tag team because I might not make it through this next point. But what he found when he went to the tomb, even though the women told him that Jesus was not there, even though the women said that he's not in the tomb, but what Peter found was better than an empty tomb. Some of y'all saying, this has not shouted me. This is foolishness and this is emotion. But what Peter found is when he got in the tomb, he found linen laying where Jesus was. When he got to the tomb, he found linen laying where Jesus was. I'm sorry. Maybe I got an 0900 class. When he got to the tomb, he found linen sitting in the place where Jesus was. I'm sorry, y'all still don't get it. Well, let me get to my clothes. Well, in Jewish culture, Dr. Emmanuel and I, around this time last year, before COVID, we went over to Jerusalem. And what they said is that when you see a linen, when you see linen sitting there, it was not sitting there like many of us do when we get out of the bed. Because when we get out of the bed, many of us just get out the bed and we don't make the bed. So we just get out and go about our day. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus did not just evaporate from the linen shroud that he was on. That's not what Jesus did. He did not just get up out and leave it in disarray like we leave our stuff. Well, but that's not what Jesus did. Jesus, when he got up, he took what he was wearing and then... Put it back in order, just like it was before he got it. Are y'all going to help me preach? You still missed it. According to Jewish culture, they say when you're eating in the company of other people, when you're not finished, with your meal that you have what you do take your towel fold it and it signifies to everybody in the room I'm not finished 
I will return and I will be back y'all still miss it y'all still miss it Jesus did not just lay it down and discard it but he said let me fold this joker to let them know that I will return and I'll be back some of y'all say I hear you Caesar some of y'all say Jesus was finished with death Jesus said I am finished with that but I will return one more time and when I come back I'm coming back for my church and when I come back I'm coming back for my church I'm coming back for my children so he gave a signal to let Peter know I'm not through I'm not through with your life and it made me think Portia it made me think Kia it made me think Ashley about what we call this day and what is this day and why are we here and why are we here today some of y'all say we we're here because it's Resurrection Sunday. We're here because it's our sixth anniversary. Jesus said, no, for the last 12 months, I've been trying to get to the point where I could fold you up to let you know that when you come back, you will return. What is today called? It's called the return. I ain't talking about Jesus coming back, but I'm talking about your joy coming back. I'm talking about your peace coming back. I'm talking about your sanity coming back. I'm talking about your praise coming back. Somebody in the room say, I'm going to get a return somebody say I'm going to get a return come on full volume somebody in the room say I'm going to get a return it might look like this thing is over but you don't see what it looks like I'm just folded to let the devil know that I'll be back I'm just folded to let the devil know I ain't finished. I'm just folded to let my family know that it ain't over. If there's anybody in the room who knows you're not finished, give God praise. Give them glory because it ain't over until God says it's over. It ain't over. Somebody raise up a praise and say it ain't over. I will return. Soon and very soon, I'm going to see the king. I gotta close because I've been too long. But one more song, and I'm gonna be through. This is the reason that it makes me happy. But the songwriter said, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me one day one day when I was lost Jesus died upon the cross and I know I know it was the blood for who? for me one more thing well he's coming back again he's coming back again 
he's coming back again for me come on somebody in the room go ahead pat yourself say he's coming back for me he's coming back for me he's coming back for me I'm going to stay folded until he comes back I'm going to stay folded until he comes back I'm going to stay folded until he comes back I'm going to keep praising until he comes back somebody everybody anybody give God glory He's coming back. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Y'all don't want to have church. Y'all looking at me like it's a movie. Buried, he carried my sins far away. But rising, he justified me. Treat me forever. One day, one day, he's coming back. Glorious, glorious day. Justified me, freed one day. Living, he loved me, died, he saved me, buried, he carried my rising, he justified me, freed me forever. One day he's coming back. Sit it on down. Sit it on down. 
nothing. Sit it all down. You say, I can't do nothing till you sit it all down. You say, I can't do nothing till you sit it all down. You say, sure that as we leave here I the message listen the message serves a few different purposes the message serves as a purpose for those people who have been at a spot where you are over it and through but you came to the tomb anyway you came to the tomb break it down for a minute you came to the tomb not really expecting a lot but found a lot when these women came they found comfort in pain they found hope in the midst of sorrow they wanted to be able to uh they they were able to find a reason to go on they were informing others and they went to find somebody to verify what they said was true and finally they experienced the return the first letters of each of those things spells out Christ that I don't want you to stop looking for Christ in the midst of your crisis no matter where you are in your life don't stop looking for Christ look over me and find Christ look over the church institution and see Christ look beyond people and see Christ do you hear what I'm saying some of y'all are gonna leave this service today and you're gonna say stuff like this I've been pastoring long enough to know how it goes it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be 
look past your expectation and see Christ. What I mean is, let me tell you something, Joanna. There's not always a praise break in front of a tomb. For those of you who don't know, pain is real. And you can't shout through all of it. If you don't leave sweating, but you leave hopeful, I've done my job. If you don't leave here and say, we didn't have shown enough church, you're not shown enough caring about anybody else. Because the women got a word, but the word was so real that they had to go tell somebody else. Sometimes your praise break is going to be in helping somebody else. If you leave here today and say, I didn't shout. But I found somebody to encourage. I'm going to take that word and I'm going to go to somebody who's in despair. Because there's a Peter among us. There's a Peter in the room who you feel looked over because you looked over Jesus. But he's not finished because you were finished with him. I'm going to talk more about Peter next week. But I want to make sure that when you leave here today, that you know that there, uh, uh, maybe it's the organ, but there's still room at the cross. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at My Growth Point. Until next time, keep growing.